0: Welcome to SlayerFest 98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford.
1: And I'm also here, Ashley K. Smalls. Hi, Ashley, you're back. Yes, I'm back.
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, no, I'm glad you're, no, I'm, no. Glad, I, I I mean, I'm glad you've come back to me.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I you. yeah, I won't even, you know, just be, be careful of the, of the stuff you take, guys. That's all, gonna <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> but um yeah we have our uh we have two guests with us today uh first up we have writer and news editor for collider hi i'm arzu amin hi and we also have senior tv writer for IndieWire, wire kosla hi
0: i am so glad to have you all here we're here to talk miss marvel episode five also i kept saying episode four was today i don't know my brain is getting like mixed up with like what I'm like, oh, next week is the finale, isn't it? <laughs> um so uh what did we all like usually I start off the top, I have everyone um say what they thought of this episode and I have the guests say like what they thought of the series uh so far. Proma, do you wanna go first? Like what did you overall think of this episode and uh like how have you felt about the series so far?
2: Sure. I think it's hard for me to be objective about any part of the series, to be honest. <laughs> Um, and this episode especially. I have been so completely blown away by this show from the very beginning, top to bottom, every single aspect of it, the South Asian representation and culture and the just the authenticity of the writing you know, of Kamala's character and her family and everything about it, weaving in the MCU in a way that feels really organic and almost to the point of me being like, I wish we didn't have to worry about the MCU and we could just have like... <laughs> this teen hanging out, living her life. Yeah. Um, but then this episode in particular, like going back to India in the 1940s to the partition, like this is something that's very close to me and to my family history, especially. So I like, I'm still recovering from seeing that portrayed in the MCU on Disney plus, like that is yeah. incredible. And I'm, we'll, we'll talk about it so much, but I think they did a really good job of touching upon it without going into kind of gory traumatic detail which is very is very much a possibility with the subject but kind of the writers and the creative team keeping that slightly at bay while sharing it with the audience of like this was a horrible traumatic thing that a lot of people went through and we're not going to we're not going to lay it out for you we're not going to rehash a lot of the intricate pain of that but we're going to tell you about it we're going to share it with you and then we're going to step away and go back to the story did
0: I answer the question? <laughs> no, you did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I love that. Did I answer the question? Um, Arizona, what did you, what did you think?
3: <laughs> um, I honestly, I feel very much like Proma did. I love this series. I think it's my favorite Marvel series, full stop. Definitely one of my favorite stories that they've told mm. in phase four. Um, if not my favorite, I want to see how like the finale if it sticks the landing, I want to see, but for now it is my favorite story for phase four. And this episode I think was my favorite episode of the series so far. I think it's the best paced. I think it's just, it kind of pulls you in with like this big, large scale, very traumatic event, but it turns it into a very personal story without kind of turning it into trauma porn, which I think Mm. some people can do sometimes it, it doesn't cross that line, at least in my, in my mind. So so yeah, I absolutely adored the episode. Um, it did not feel its runtime; it felt way too short. I would have happily watched a whole, a whole movie about um, Aisha and Hassan. Like, genuinely, would have watched a three-hour movie just about those two. So
0: this episode yeah. did feel short, right? It really did. <laughs>
3: yeah, and it was it was it's the same length as everything else. It's you know 45, 46 minutes, but it really didn't. It didn't feel it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, I was saying this. I don't think I, I in my brain it. I didn't check the time, but I really thought, oh, this episode was definitely like 10 minutes shorter, but (laughs) I guess it wasn't. Um, Yeah, and you both bring up a really good point of like, I thought they, as someone who like, I didn't know much about uh, partition going into this, um, I think they like do a good job of like teaching folks like me who maybe don't know as much without it being trauma porn, because I feel like especially when, like, something bad happens to, like, a, a specific community and then it's portrayed, it can very easily veer into trauma porn, right? Like, <laughs> if they're trying to show show it for an audience that knows and also maybe doesn't know, sometimes, like, stuff like that can very easily, and I thought, I, from my point of view, it did feel very, like, respectful and not just being, like, suffering, 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 everyone dies. Um, and I, yeah, I thought, and hands up, I will say, I'm not usually that big on like any kind of flashback origin, but I think what worked really well, for, especially for this, was that it was a character we had at least seen. Um, and we like had heard of the like we've been hearing about her the entire run, right? Um, so you like were interested and more invested. And the fact that it was half the episode, not the full thing, I don't know. And like Aisha was already, I felt like she, the thing I liked about her was that she already like was, it wasn't like, it was kind of like her family origin, not her origin, right? Mm-hmm. He was already mm-hmm. like comfortable in who she was. And I liked that. I don't know if that did that like work for all of y'all. Like, you know, we didn't really see her like where she came from or getting her powers or anything. It was like she was already, she was already her, which I like. But I don't know if you guys felt differently.
3: I liked it because I think it works for Kamala's story. Yeah. Because where Aisha came from only matters in as much as that veil is opening between her world and ours. It doesn't matter sort of where did, like, how does Aisha know how to use the bangle? Where did she learn how to manipulate her power? Like, that's an awesome story in and of itself, but it doesn't matter to to yeah. Kamala's story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and we still don't know that much about the clandestines, but what we do know is that, like, this is Kamala's great-grandmother, and that's really all that matters to her is the personal connection
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I, I i think i think that's what helped me at least because again i'm such a hard sell on a like flashback episode that like doesn't contain our main character like i i'm such a grump when it comes to that in like sci-fi stuff um like i remember i like didn't see god what the hell is it? batman begins so i was like oh i don't want to see him become batman <laughs> Um, and then like eventually I saw it and I was like alright well at least the origin stuff was just like the first half hour hour." Um, but yeah no I thought this and I thought the two actors were like the Hassan and Aisha the actors who played them were really great Um, and they're like very famous Bollywood actors right
2: Uh, I've never seen this woman in my life (laughs) really (laughs) just I don't like I'll look her up right now I've never seen her in anything however (laughs) Hassan Well, she's also, I think they're both like Pakistani actors. He has made more of a mainstream Bollywood leap. Okay. Um, but he, well, it's interesting. I don't know if this is the time to get into it, but Fawad Khan, who plays Hassan, was getting into Bollywood, was getting very big in Bollywood, and I would say like 2014 to 16 era. And then there was kind of a movement in Bollywood. Well, not in Bollywood, but like in the Indian government, which is like Hindu nationalist, not great. Mm situation, um, but where basically they were like, we need to do everything in-house and effectively made Muslim actors and Pakistani actors feel pretty alienated from the industry. Mm. And so Fawad Khan like went back to Pakistan and was like, great, I'm going to keep acting here and killing it here because I'm great at this, <laughs> and hasn't really been seen in Bollywood for several years now. So oh. I had not seen him since like the last movie I saw him in in like 2016, and it was so nice to see him back because he's mm. just a phenomenal actor and just a beautiful beautiful man
0: <laughs> I've seen a lot of <laughs> thirst tweets
2: <laughs> one of them might have been mine <laughs> well I have done the worst tweet of my life in context of this episode and I'm so sorry to anyone who saw that thank you all for inviting me on this podcast despite me having tweeted that
0: <laughs> wait now I need,
2: what was it um, I tweeted about like generational trauma and thirst in the same swoop <laughs> <laughs> It's not, it's like me feeling emotional about my grandfather leaving Lahore during partition, but also being like, is Fawad Khan zaddy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, you have the range. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> you know, and I was
2: like, it's all very personal to me. I can definitely comment on that. But it's interesting because Hassan also has comments in the episode. Like he had lines that I wrote down where he's like, why should I leave just because I'm Muslim? And that's literally what happened to this actor decades later. Shit.
0: Huh. That yeah. is wild. Um Yeah. uh, Yeah. Ashley, what'd you think of like uh, the two of them?
1: Um, you know, I really, I think maybe someone else may have already uh, had this thought. I kind of wish they had separated the episodes Mm. and had one strictly focused on, um, Aisha. Mm. Um, and even with Kamala in, in the scene and us finding out that it was her, like that's, you know, but like, we basically have been hearing about this moment all season. Right. And, and, known yeah. the foreshadowing about like how it's going to be relevant to the story. So I feel like just giving it its own episode would have been, would have been fine. Um, so that's probably my, I mean, it's, I think I would have to say it's arguably my favorite episode, even though I'm still a sucker for like the first two episodes that were still really like high school yeah. centric and her being a superhero, but like still a kid. Like I, you know, it was such a big different from what we've seen from the other shows, but this yeah. was really nailing in on, how Kamala's heritage, um, like, strictly in terms of her bloodline, but then also, like, you know, as someone who's Pakistani, how that affects her and how it Mm -hmm. makes, you know, who she, her, who she is. Um, If anything, also, you know, unfortunately, it didn't make me think about Falcon and Winter Soldier again, because all I could think was, damn, why didn't they do a flashback scene of Isaiah Bradley going through that bullshit instead of, you know, like, it just truly shows, like, you know, I that's, think... That's I, true. I, I hadn't was, thought about that. You're right, Ashley. That would have been... That right, like, yeah. I would even argue he should have honestly had his own episode because it's like, how are you going to do a, a show about, you know, the first... Well, not the first, but about a Black Captain America and then not really, you know, go into right. the racial aspects of that. Um, and so, that being said, though, and I've, I've basically saying this since episode one that they're doing a much better better job of handling race <laughs> yeah. in this show and, like, even yeah. this... Um, is a really good example of it. So I would probably say this was my favorite episode so far of the, of the series.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Do you um, think that
2: has anything to do with kind of the, I don't want to say handholding, but implicitly it is kind of handholding that Falcon and the winter soldier had to do with having Sam and Bucky both as leads. Cause on this, we have like Kamala's the lead, her
1: whole her friends, her community, everything, her world is, center, center. is around her. And, and it's, it's possible. I think it's argue. I think you could argue that. I mean, even with Bucky, I was kind of disappointed because like Bucky was born during segregation mm-hmm. and then went on to live in a, not just predominantly, but strictly black country that welcomed him in. I honestly still feel some type of way that they didn't have a better conversation about race around him too, because it's like, how do you live that type of a life and not, you know, they just gave him like a moment in the last episode. Yeah, we didn't think about what it meant for a black man. You remember when he had to go to separate bathrooms, Bucky? So, like, you know, that's I true. Mean, not to not to go <laughs> into a different conversation, not to bring it back up, but like, you know, it it even even with him, I think they could have done a better job of handling that because con- that's 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 really what the series was supposed to be about. Was about to be it was supposed to be about you know race um, mm. along with some other aspects that still are impacted by race and oh, I'm never going to get over them having them cops corner Sam Wilson. I'm just never going to get over it, am I? I'm <laughs> Actually, just it was just like,
2: <laughs> I remember with Falcon and the Winter Soldier at the end feeling very much like, oh, we skimmed the surface. I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm never going to get over it. Every episode, I think, because, and you know why? But I think it just really also shows, just to bring it back to the to topic, that I'm honestly kind of jealous. They're doing such a much better job of showing, you know, a... a, a they're doing such a better job, um, around having a conversation around race in this show without even having to bring up race. Like, you know, not like, like, I feel like they try to do it too on the nose with Captain America and like yeah. here mm-hmm. from, from the scene in the, in the, um, uh, from, from the scene where, um, oh my gosh, uh, Kamala's friend when she had to call out, uh, uh, shit. Not yeah. Not here. Yeah. Yeah. When, when Nakia had to call out, um, what you call it? Control damage control when they oh, came through a yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, place of worship. Like, you know, that was a conversation around race just as much as it was religion. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was, it, they did a much better job with that in that one scene than, you know, what we got, what we've gotten in the past. So it's yeah. like, I think they've just, even these like little, I don't want to say subtle cause nothing was like necessarily subtle about it, but it's just like, you don't have to have some, Big moment of like, oh my god, they're targeting me because I'm you know, I'm, I'm black, or because of, you know, you don't have to do that because like there are ways in which black and brown people have to deal with this every day that isn't someone just coming up to us and saying, Why are you black? <laughs>
0: like, right. You
1: know? <laughs> right, and I, guess, I think that's kind of like that's kind of what I mean by um, the
2: dilution of it is that like when you are with your black and brown friends you don't have to answer for it you
1: exchange yeah, a exactly,
2: text, a comment exactly, and you just exactly. kind of get it but because sam is with bucky he often has to be like hey do you know what just happened do you know why it happened can <laughs> yeah, i yeah tell you about a thing called racism <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a lot of like work that he shouldn't have to do but that he did in that show had to do yeah so. I, I love
0: you be like hey bucky have you heard of racism because like... <laughs> <laughs> he has
2: heard of it okay.
0: <laughs> yeah um so yeah, so we, we open and we kind of learn um, that Aisha was, she was already on the run, which a little bit confused me for a second. Cause I was like, oh, is this, I thought we were like getting the like partition scene. Like I thought she was like running to get her daughter, um, but th- this was just her on the run. So we like, and we, we learn that she is mostly on the run. She's hiding from the clandestines, right? She doesn't want to be with them. Um, and I actually thought her and Hassan's, uh, meet cute was very cute. Right. <laughs> I like, so very cute. Right. right like a like, romance novel. Yes. I love the idea of like, oh, this hot guy who's like protesting, like, oh, he's cool. And like, you know, she doesn't, it, it's not like she's like immediately like, ooh, it's just, she looks at him and she's like, all right, I'm gonna go take a nap like by this it. tree. But like, then they have, yeah. Uh, yeah. promo. what, what do you think <laughs> of their relationship and their meeting?
2: Um, wish it was me. Not important, <laughs> but <laughs> um, no. But I think that speaks to um Bisha Ali in particular, like to the authenticity that she's brought to this show. Mm-hmm. If you've grown up watching. Bollywood romance and stuff like that this feels completely par for the course they run into each other in like a field with these bright colors and during Mm -hmm. a time of intense duress for both of them so it really really fit and then that you know when we first meet Hassan and he's like giving this monologue about freedom and about the Indian spirit that to me felt easily like something out of an Indian movie that I have seen many many times so it was really cool to see is again incredible to see this actor portraying that and to see it integrated into the MCU because that's like, it's just, you know, this show is a big part of this and about making the characters and the community feel normal. It's just like that it is, I'm not doing a good job explaining this at all, but like, I, like I've grown (laughs) up watching movies where everyone looks like this and they're having these conversations and living through these events and wearing these clothes and hearing this music. So Mm -hmm. nothing about that is particularly striking, but normalizing it in that way for the wider Marvel and Disney audience is frankly revolutionary yeah. to be like look here are these characters wearing these clothes and speaking in this language and living through this thing that you've probably never heard about but we're not going to hold your hand and explain it to you you're just going to relate to them and understand them on that level because you can because that yeah. like ugh, it's, it's really really well done I think
0: you know it's funny I have said that throughout this That my biggest like point of like thing a thing that makes me happy about this year is they don't pause to explain to you like this is what's going on like they don't have like a mm-hmm. oh she needs to sit down and explain it to her friend who doesn't know it. they just like keep going and i really appreciate that Totally, um, yeah so we so they they have their cute their meet cue and we kind of breeze through it like we see that she's she first she says no thank you to his invite but then she takes it and then like she brings him a new cane that's like sturdier and then we see that she's pregnant and then the next scene is she has her baby um and i love her kamala's uh kamala's uh grandmother so much that i was like oh that's her grandma like i like immediately was (laughs) like i want to protect this child with this cute haircut yes uh yeah we kind of like i i feel like i'm like i feel like i'm doing an injustice but we do like kind of breeze through it right um yeah. Arazu what did you think of like their their meeting and everything?
3: I mean, I I said earlier I would have happily watched three hours of these two and, <laughs> and I stand by that. Um I think like they're they're meat cute, particularly in the in the garden where she threatens to like break his leg and they have that kind of like that whole banter mm-hmm. is you know, I, I haven't seen a ton of sort of Bollywood movies and stuff like that, but as a huge romance reader, um, this is all straight out of all my favorite books. We've got the slight, slight animosity in the banter that then kind of softens and you kind of reach that understanding, like the scene um, in the, in the house when he's got the food and they're kind of getting to know each other. And he starts reciting poetry, like unfair, unrealistic expectations in men, but just, this is like, like Proma said, God I wish that were me. But um yeah, so their their whole meeting it felt fast only in that I wanted so much more of it and mm-hmm. I would have happily lingered on this forever. And we don't ever have to talk about the clandestines again. Let's just watch these two <laughs> raise their child. So <laughs> yeah, that's how I the about it. That's <laughs> the show. It's just it's just these two raising their daughter and that would have been fine with me.
0: <laughs> Everyone's happy, there's no problems.
2: Maybe but- <laughs>
3: I will say, like, I, I like that the show kept so focused on the two of them, barely, like, outside of their house and garden. Yeah. But still very effectively communicated how everything around them is changing and that kind of fire and fervor that Hassan managed to sort of stir up in everybody has kind of gone out of him because his priorities have changed now and his priorities, his family, and not about upending the entire country for the sake of revolution, but also, like, that all of the hardship and the change is starting to get to him. And yeah. Aisha's like, well, this is better than what I had before, so I'm going to keep focusing on this. Whereas he, sort of feels, I guess, torn by it, and then we see that later when the, when the neighbor comes by and like how,
0: weary it's made him, I guess. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Ashley, what do you think of them?
1: Um, yeah, I'd have to say they, of course, Marvel keeps um, giving me um, men that don't exist, which I don't like. Um, like we can't, we can't keep doing this. Um, and I also just saw um, love and thunder. So I'm just, you know, this is, this is, this is why none of my relationships last longer than a few months because you know, you're know you not, you're not calling thunder and lightning for me. You're not writing poems for me. You're not crossing the moon. I don't know what's going on. Do you really care about me? Do you really love me? Um, do you even like me? Do you even like me? Like, you know, Steve went back hundreds of years to his, what's going on here? But, um, it's anyway. bare minimum. um <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, you know, that's why I was saying that I really, that love story truly could have been an episode one. Cause I think we were getting so much of Kamala's when I say backstory, it's like, we're, yeah, we're getting sort of the origin of like these powers and this bracelet to an extent, but also this foundation that is like what's what sets Kamala apart is that so much about her powers is her family itself right her heritage I don't just mean in the the linkage to this bracelet or oh yeah. you're a clandestine I mean like who her like how her family has been from this love story that we're witnessing here all the way down to you know her her grandmother her uh, her grandmother her mother we've been seeing it from episode one even you know when we're still trying to understand that relationship to her mom and and uh, Kamala just to fast forward to you know where they are now so it was just so much of it came from this like love story that I really honestly could have just watched the two of them up until um little uh her her grandmother um with the bracelet trying to find you know her mom and that was that was just heartbreaking I couldn't I couldn't yeah. do it. I wanted to, like I wanted to catch her like I'll save you yeah um, but yeah like that I really I, I mean I Right, this is gonna be my my only my only critique and not with this scene and then i keep bringing up about the fact that it could have been its own episode but it's like this episode kind of left on like a cliffhanger ish type of thing mm-hmm. and like i really and i remember from episode from our first episode of um this the pod for the cast for from tomorrow i was like i'm nervous about how they're gonna wrap it up together i'm nervous about how they're gonna wrap it up together yeah. and i feel like an episode where we see this story and then the next episode being that the clandestines end up basically getting defeated would have been a great way to wrap it up and having, you know, this, this moment of Kamala and her mom being able to see eye to eye. I love that her mom uh, was able to see that that she has powers um, because like in the comics, a lot more superheroes have people close to them who know who, you know, who and what they are. Unlike what we've seen so far where everyone's trying to keep their identity (laughs) hidden, except for Tony Stark basically. And like, um, I, I do, I do wish they kind of had, had kept it like centered on Kamala's heritage, Kamala's story, the the story of, of, um, Aisha and, and, um, oh my goodness, how am I, uh,
0: uh,
1: how am I forgetting? Hassan. Hassan. How did you say? <laughs> this is love of my life? How did you forget his name already? And then, um, <laughs> and I really wish that they, they, they didn't leave us on the cliffhanger that they had. but that's, that's where I'm at with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's fair. Um, So we, she's pregnant. She has a baby. Then we get the scene of, she meets Najma outside by the tree. Um, And she, we kind of, so we talked about this, Ashley, remember in, what was it? Episode two or three with the wedding where she does have the turn where it's like, she was so nice to Kamala and then was like, oop, nope. Coming to the wedding to kill you. I don't want to wait a day, even though you were going to help us. Like, this kind of like shows us that that is how she is, right? Where she's yeah. like, cool, you have till tomorrow. That's it. And like, that's it. There's no like, she's not warning her. She's not, she's just telling her that's what it is. And yeah. like-
1: I wish they would have done a little bit more in giving us some insight on what the hell is waiting for them back to wherever it is that they're trying to get yeah. to. Because at this point, I'm like, what do you can someone explain? Like, you've had a child in this world. Clearly is not- all that bad. Like, you didn't right. know. You know, you found something to do. Yeah. So it's like, I wish they would have explained, you know, like when you see those movies of someone going back in time or like mm-hmm. trying to get back somewhere, you know, oh, they're trying to get back to the love of their life. They're trying to get back to their children. They're trying to get, you know, you know what they're going back to. I really wish in this episode we could see why she, it's like, I know they're just holding it in on she wants to go home, but it's like at this point, and on, it's like, because it's crazy to see that she, she, Came across um, Aisha and the fact that she, she built a family here. And when we meet Najma, we see that she built a family too. Right. think On some level, she might even be sympathetic. Like, damn, I killed her. And now I'm, I also have a family I want to protect. And instead she basically, she almost um, completely abandoned. Well, she still technically physically abandons her kid, but it's like, what the hell is wherever is you're trying to go to that you are willing to just leave your child to be an orphan? Like what's, (laughs) what's going on what's going so i i just when it comes down to her story while it's great to see that you know clearly this is her personality this who she is i wish we got a little bit more background on like what is this this place all about that they're
0: willing to destroy the entire planet for so i uh, eh, we'll circle back to that because i do have like a i feel like Marvel does a thing, and I've definitely told this story before on the podcast. So, like, my whole life is, the the like, a metaphor for me is, like, when I was a child, I loved stickers, but I never used them. Because I would always mm. be like, I gotta save them for something good. <laughs> and, like, I had this, like, drawer in this old dresser in our basement in my childhood home, growing up, where I would keep all of the stickers that were, like, the ones I was saving. That were, like, the best ones. And then our fucking basement flooded and all of them got ruined. So, like... I feel like Marvel does that sometimes where they're like, like, I feel like they're keeping this a secret either for a reveal at the, in the finale or like for later. And they often sometimes do that to their like, and it does some of the stories in where they're like, Nope. Can't we want to keep this for later? And it's like, why we already have the Avengers. We have Tony Stark. We have Iron Man. We have Captain America. We have everybody like stop saving things for later. Um, and Marvel tends to like, um, I asked before we started the recording. So agents of shield was a show that I loved and watched and that show would so like the whole first season was them being like, well, that girl can't be a telepath because there's no way that exists in this universe. And it's like, come on, there, wh- why would we, there was an alien invasion in New York and there was like demigods and superhero. Like, why would we be like, well, that's too unrealistic. Um, and then by season three, it was like, we had Inhumans and everyone had powers and, um, so I feel like Marvel does that. And I'm wondering if they're doing that with them, but I hope, like, I I want this story to be complete, um, and not like left lingering in the air, um. So I don't know, but th- th- we'll get there when we get towards the end, um, yeah. So we get the like the scene of them. The Hassan basically tells, Ah, uh, Aisha that he saw her talking to Najma. He doesn't know who she is, but he, you know, and that he. He's also very, again, unrealistic expectations for men. He's like very tender and sweet about it, right? He's not mad. He's just like, I can't keep up with you and you are running with our child. Tell me what's going on. And they like sit and calmly talk about it. And I'm like, oh, this is so nice. Um, <laughs> grown ups acting like grown ups. What a right? concept. <laughs> right? The bar is so low that all of us are like, oh, a man who communicates. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's not like yelling or mad. Wow. Oh my God. Um, But where did you find my notes for this? Right. (laughs) Um, And then we get, we get this, the scene that we basically had been hearing about for most of the series. Right. We get the, the scene where Aisha kind of, she splits up from them. Did she, because we didn't see Najma, but she knew she was there. Right. Is that why she split up from them? Like she didn't want Najma to get them.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, that's um, what I got.
0: Because so they we get the scene of like um Sana is her grandma, right? The the baby in this scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get the scene of like Sana getting split up from that. I was that was the one part where I was like, oh, come on, dad. When he was like he just like looks and is like, wait, <laughs> where's my child? I know, yeah, was I like, only, yeah.
2: To jump ahead, but he's also like at the same thing at the
1: end as he's weirdly accepting, He's like, Well, I guess Aisha's gone, and I'm like, Sir? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, like, I'm, see, okay, I, it did kind of hit me because I was like, her body is just laying there on this pile of stuff. Yeah. And there was
2: a way to to play that. I almost feel like they just didn't have time for it, where, like, there were people who got separated and who got lost in this migration and in, like, various other events mm-hmm. in history, but he just seemed a little too chill about it. Like, that's well, one of the interesting
0: note. I, okay, so that, that actually brings up my one critique of this episode is... And Ashley, we've been talking about this all season and we talked about it with Moon Knight, too, where it's like we were getting a good slower pace and I like it. And then, it, you know, the last two episodes of Moon Knight, it was like, well, a lot of things are happening. Um, And I'm worried about that with this because of exactly what uh, you just said about Hassan was kind of just like, oh, all right, well, let's get on this train. And there wasn't. And even um, Kamala's mom being like, you're the night, you're the light girl. And then just like being like, okay. Um, I I would have liked us, again, I mean, I felt the episode felt too short. Like, I would have liked us to sit in those moments a little bit more. Not that I want to watch them crying over Aisha, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, just a little bit more of, like, a pause for the moment, you know? Yeah,
2: I just think it could have been a good, like, character beat that mm-hmm. wasn't given. And that, like, they would have, like, the actors would have done amazingly with, but yeah. it just wasn't given.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say, the scene with Kamala and Aisha... That like I I for sure cried. I was like, man. I was even thinking like I'm normally so grumpy about a flashback, but this is like really this is really well done. And like everyone was like doing some great acting. And when Kamala realizes it, I thought I don't know. I I I really liked that um, promo. What do you think of that scene with Kamala?
2: I agree. I was almost like kind of like clutching myself when as, as I realized around when she did that like it was going to be Kamala, that it was never Aisha who saved Sana. Mm
0: -hmm. And I was like,
2: oh my God, we're doing it. We're doing a time loop. (laughs) We're bringing in, we're bringing Like I wasn't ready for time travel within this. I was like, okay, we'll get like traumatic flashbacks, other dimensions, et cetera. And then when you bring me into a time loop, like (laughs) when you fuck with me in that way, like I (laughs) watch back to the future at at a very formative age. (laughs) I simply can't handle it. So I was like, oh my God, same thing. Just like tears in my eyes. I was like, it was you the whole time. Right. Um, I also, like, I get very... I Again, I can't be objective about this show in the ways that I want to be. Kamala looks just like my cousin. (laughs) So, in some of these scenes when I'm watching her, like, I was watching her lift up the toddler for some reason. I was like, this child is so much smaller than I thought she would be. And Iman Vellani, I think, is, like, pretty short, too. And just, like, watching this small person pick up an even smaller person, I was like, "Mm, I'm done. Can't do it. (laughs) But really, really again, beautifully done and, like, so well-performed by her. Yeah. Also, a yeah. really good toddler actor, which, like, I feel like isn't a thing I've ever said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really good toddler actor. Uh, Arazu, what'd you think of uh, that scene?
3: I... And not usually the kind of person who can who can guess where something is going. So last week when when Kamala fell through, through time and wound up at the train station, I'm like, oh, she's the trail of stars. Like that oh. was the first thing out of my mouth because I'm like, they, it's not that they keep telling the audience this story. They keep telling Kamala this story oh. over and over and over again. So I'm like, oh, she's going to do it. So then when Aisha was like, like you know telling her to make sure that Sana gets on the train I'm like here we go I actually guess something right for a change I can't believe it and then it happened I was like yes I felt so vindicated I'm very excited <laughs> but yeah I but I do like that it kind of looked I don't know when when the circles broke up and became like smaller star like shapes
0: mm-hmm.
3: part of me was almost wondering if that was Sana like carrying it
0: onward right. to her
3: dad like because Tama fell over I'm like I don't think she's in charge anymore. I think this is like, cause Sana's got a bangle as well. So.
2: I thought that too. And again, that was a moment where I felt like the episode was a little unfinished in giving us the resolution. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I thought yeah. that, I thought that too. I was, I was wondering, I actually thought like, Oh, does she, is she like using powers or is that like Aisha, like her, she's dying, but she like gave them one last to something because like you said, Kamala did fall over. So like she wasn't doing that part. Right.
3: Yeah. Questions? that's kind of what my, my lone frustration with the episode was when they get back to the present and you know, Kamala's mom finds out about all this and then Sana kind of brushes over it by going, Oh, well we're magic or I can't remember exactly what she says, but I'm like, this would have been a moment to explain to your daughter that it's not that your head's been in the clouds. It's that you've had this knowledge forever. And they just kind of glossed over it very fast. And Kamala's mom was totally ready to just gloss over it as like, a quirk like a family quirk i'm like well no you have a you right, have a yeah. superpower bracelet like now is the yeah. time to talk about it but
0: and then okay. by looks at things we're going back to new york so i don't think they're ever going to talk about it okay good i'm glad, sorry i'm glad i'm not like just a big grump because i was like wait a minute the mom was like who was very stern about like not even touching the bracelet yeah was suddenly like oh okay all right cool Yeah.
2: or <laughs> yeah. you pointed out something um that has been bothering me for like growing in irritation for since the beginning which is the fact that whenever muniba talks about sana she's like oh my mother was like such a dreamer she's always living in her fantasies and i kept wondering especially by like episode 4 i was like getting frustrated because i want to know what that means
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like
2: it just it's a little too thin to keep carrying us as far as it has in the show and then same thing in this episode where she's like oh yeah like we're we're all magic i'm like no what are you what are you talking about what do you mean <laughs> give me a little yeah. bit of detail was, about like, this. so far
1: all we really know is that she saw the light and when she was of child, and I really was prepared for her to be like, "Yeah, I used to use that bracelet all the time, you know." Just, <laughs> yeah, just, same. Yeah. You know, and if we have, I mean, I don't know, stuff can still happen in the last episode. I do hope maybe we get like a sit-down family moment. Although the way that the, the, this episode ended, I don't, I'm not confident in that. Um, but like, that's I definitely thought we were getting like a, yeah, this bracelet. I, this is why I sent the bracelet to you. It's protected me my entire life. Now it's now it's your turn. Um, yeah. And I was trying to figure out, you know, what made Kamala's mother so skeptic about something like that. Because I also thought they were going to say maybe she mm. had used the bracelet at one at one point, but it failed her or something like that, which is why mm. she completely, you know, removed like, herself it. away from it. And instead, yeah. you just got a, a, you know, one minute she's extremely stern, the next, oh yeah, my daughter has powers now. Okay, <laughs> do you do think she go? tried to use yeah. it to
2: meet Bon Jovi?
0: <laughs> i do love how new jersey they're keeping it with bon jovi <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so we get i, I like cried when that the like you said a very good toddler actor Just she was just like and the way kamala was so tender with her when she's like you want to play a game okay just step step i was like oh this is precious um and then kamala falls backwards she she realizes it's her. And did any of you watch the most recent season of Russian Doll? I, did, I have yes. not watched it. No. Wait, who said yes? Proma. Oh, yes. Proma, yes. Did you like get that, like, a little bit of the vibe of season... Like, I kept thinking of season two while was watching this episode.
2: Honestly, I blew through that season and to the point where I blacked it out. But now that you're saying it, absolutely.
0: Right, because it's, like, about family, like, generational trauma and how, like... She like tries to do something different, but then she was it was still ha- like you know what I mean. It like still and happens. And
2: jumps and like saving the mother, the
0: grandmother,
2: yeah. etc. You're so right.
0: Um, I kept thinking about that because I, I liked see. I know a lot of people didn't like season two of Russian Doll, but I liked it. I understand the like issues of like, well, we didn't really solve anything and we didn't explain anything. We just continued with more wacky time travel. But I liked it. I like when something's not about. Now I'm gonna contradict. I, I said I loved the romance between the two of them. When something's not about romance, romance, I really I'm like sold easier on it, um, especially when it's like family generational trauma, blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. that that shit always does it for me. But so Kamala comes back to present day, right? And we see one of the clandestines touch there's like a rift that has opened, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One of the clandestines yeah. touches it. She immediately gets covered in like a shiny rock. And then turns into a skeleton and collapses. Which is very goofy. But. Uh, all I kept thinking was. This is what they did in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for the Inhumans. Um, and I can't decide if I think. They're going to reveal that. Or like. I don't know. Because it it looked so much the same. Like that's how Daisy got her powers. Daisy emerged from that. Like she turned to stone. And then emerged with like. Not got her powers. But they were like made. Grander, I don't know. Um, But, like, that was a sign that you're an Inhuman as you survive that. I don't remember. In, in Agents of Shield, it was, like, something they touched as well. But I think it was, like, a statue or something. I don't know. Um, So I'm wondering, because I still think there's no reason why they would bring specifically Anson Mount back as Black Bolt if they weren't going to, like do it right if they weren't gonna like or at least have the inhumans exist i kind of thought they would just never ever ever reference that show but then they bring back the main character for like one of the biggest marvel movies in a while so i don't know what it, i'm curious uh ashley what do you think about that um i'm not putting too much stock in it just because at this Fair. point we
1: down to the last episode and they've basically established miss marvel's um Story, so like you know, I've been holding out hope that this whole that the clandestine angle was going to be,
0: yeah,
1: you know, maybe like a hoax and us and them throwing us off. But now that we're at the last episode, I mean, I'll say that with um Cameron getting his powers this way, it's possible someone else got hit, mm-hmm. and maybe someone else is out there now. You know, I but I'm like at this point with me trying to be so optimistic about. Um, this being extended to other people and us not really, it it being so closely linked to the djinn and Kamala's personal story, um, I'm not entirely positive. I guess they've, they've made a, they've made a pessimist out of me. So I'm like, I, (laughs) I'm like, I don't think it's (laughs) happening. Uh, Arazu, what do you think? (sighs)
3: I... Completely lost my train of thought. Can you go to promo and come back to me? <laughs> promo? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like,
2: I'm <laughs> sorry.
0: Don't worry. <laughs> I'm gaping like a fish.
2: It's a lot. It's a lot. No, I was just thinking that. I was like, I need to get all my thoughts straight. Um, I do agree with Ashley in that I'm like, there's one episode left. And I'm just, honestly, I would not advise them at this point. I'm- not that it will change anything. Um, To introduce something that big and that new in the finale episode of a show that frankly, and unfortunately, not enough people are watching. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a bit of a risky move, a fringe move. My um, galaxy brain theory that I've had since episode two, in episode two, uh, Kamran and Kamala talk about, or sorry, Kamala, I'm. There's so many pronunciations of this name out there in the world, and none of them are the one that I'm used to. <laughs> um, but Kamran and Kamala talk in episode two about the Bollywood movie Bazigar, and I wrote a thing on IndieWire where I just went absolutely crazy with this reference. I was like, "What a movie to choose to talk about!" Um, and this movie is about like family betrayal and fake identity and all of these things. Which, like, I kind of wrote it somewhat as a joke. When that episode came out, I was like, maybe this is the key to the series. But now that Najma is effectively dead, that Kamala could be blamed for that, and Kamran has powers, I could very much see him in the final episode wanting revenge on Kamala and her family yeah. for destroying his family and his world, which is effectively the plot of Bazigar. Which if I Wait, write- really yeah, it's the Buzziger is about a guy who his basically his family gets screwed over by like someone who his father used to work with and they end up like destitute, they don't have their money, his um father and sister die and then he as an adult is like I'm going to get this guy back. I'm going to Get into his family, I'm gonna marry his daughter, I'm gonna kill everybody he loves. It's an absolutely <laughs> insane movie. <laughs> insane, uh entertaining in some ways, but like gen- like objectively batch it. Um so like as soon as it came up, I was like, oh no, what does this mean? And I honestly still I have one episode to be right about this theory. So I really <laughs> like that for me. But I would I also think-
0: really like that for you prom. <laughs> Thank
2: you. And then I'm gonna be the one person on the internet who's like I called this. <laughs> So, well, it would be nice. To- we
0: love bragging rights on Twitter, so like I hope you get that.
2: <laughs> I thank you. I let's let's put it out there in the universe. So it would be nice to get in humans, but I think this is not necessarily the time or the place. I think we've planted some good seeds that can be brought to fruition in the next show or movie or somewhere yeah. else.
3: Okay. I've got my thoughts together now. All right, hit hit
0: me. What are your thoughts? Okay.
3: <laughs> so, I think this is kind of going back to like what you said about the stickers. I think the Inhumans and this bigger scale story is like the sticker that they're Mm. getting ready to pull out to kind of keep the story going. And I feel like episode six is going to be that. I wish it weren't because my favorite thing about this show has always been sort of the smaller, the family aspect, like the the smaller, lower stakes and scale of it. Like she feels very friendly neighborhood, Miss Marvel, Mm. which I loved. But yeah. I do, I do think we're getting some form of Inhumans. Me not knowing a ton about them, but I, I do think they're setting the
1: stage to kind of make it much bigger.
0: Yeah. For better or worse. Okay,
1: Ashley, what do you think? I don't, I don't really have any faith in them bringing Inhumans in any more. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 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 if they do, I don't. I'm, I've completely lost faith that it's anytime soon. Um, and I hope I'm wrong, but anyone who's been listening to us knows I've been talking about Inhumans since the first episode because that is what Kamala is in the,
0: yeah, in the yeah. comics.
1: So I, I definitely thought, um, but now that the series has basically—I mean, I don't want to say it's wrapped up, but like we are down to the last episode. Um, yeah. So I have—I've my faith has kind of been shook here. I mean, the Inhumans are linked to the Kree, which is what we're supposed to be getting in the, in the Marvels. So I yeah. mean, yeah, there's this little bit of hope that maybe there's—you know—they're saving this like link to. The Marvels movie, um, I mean, to not do that in in the Miss Marvel show is is definitely a choice. So I don't, you know, I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm just jumping through hoops to to make it work. And at this point, I'm just like, all right. I don't know. I guess <laughs> they decided to throw us a bone in Multiverse of Madness, and like, all right, you saw him die. Okay, I hope all your <laughs> dreams go with him. That's exactly what they they <laughs> say goodbye that's, forever. Is that is exploding. Exactly <laughs> that was it. Don't ask us for anything else again. <laughs>
0: Um, That is fair. Uh, So then we see that Najma thinks she can. What is she? I don't. So this is where I'm a little bit because she she's like she thinks she can close it, but then like Kamala reminds her that like she has a son, and she just like I guess transfers her powers to him. But we hadn't really seen them use powers had we the clandestines other than being like super strong Mm -hmm. no yeah
3: Yeah. she initially wanted to go through she wasn't even thinking about closing the veil yeah and then then with the reminder of her son suddenly this
1: the switch flipped and she's like oh okay i guess i'll close it instead yeah (laughs) i mean see this is the and they really didn't explain what this veil can do in a sense of someone getting powers in our world right or maybe yeah. i missed it and didn't pay close attention to it um when that was explained because like how do you just whisper someone's name right and now they got these powers instead and see st- st- you know it's like it's how and then also the person before her turned to stone so i'm like help me to understand how is it that 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 energy can be you know kill can kill one person but then be transferred to someone else you know i'm just like they they didn't explain they didn't explain that it was just this magical thing that just happened randomly and we just kind of went with it um I, I mean i get it on some level that the bracelet being linked to this veil and that's you know uh Caraman basically has an extension of of i don't want to say an extension but he his powers mirror, mirror that of, of kamala's um but like, they're not really explaining this link enough for me to be like, oh, she went in, had this energy, and instead of using it to go home, she transferred it to her son. Like, I don't, I don't know how it worked. I don't get the magic slash science here. Yeah. I feel like,
2: I'm, I'm, I don't think, I'm not the first person who has said this for sure, but this definitely lines up with <laughs> the fact that the series like, ties to the MCU or like, Need to connect to the wider Marvel Cinematic Universe is actually the weakest part of Miss Marvel specifically. Yeah, Um, this is one of those things where I'm like, I could not care less about the clandestine specifically and their powers and their dimension and like who they are and what they're trying to do and what they're trying to get back to. I just want to watch this teen (laughs) have kick ass like montages of becoming a superhero and then like go back to school in Jersey City and just like and
1: and be in the Marvels. I'm excited for that part. I literally. I have been saying that the, the first 2 3 episodes before things went really more much more mystical um like I would ra- I would rather a a flashback episode in itself of of how you know the bracelet um was passed down versus like a we need to link it to this and that and the other and then more so in terms of Kamala's story her watching her be a student watching her like try to dodge damage control but you know doing it with like maybe you know yeah. ease eventually like, that would have been way more fun to me before we started having, like, you know, characters come in for, like, 20 minutes and then getting killed off and stuff like that. Like, you know, it was, like, okay, we've you, taken a... Like, I almost wish they had switched. Like, you know how Moon Knight stands on its own? Like, it hasn't been linked mm-hmm. to anything, really. Like, we heard stuff that was familiar, but it was stood on its own. But yeah. they honestly could have done <laughs> a linking that if they had wanted to because I feel like Moon Knight could definitely appear with, like, Blade and then moving forward versus, yeah. like... Kamala's story i think definitely as you were saying could have stood on his own stood on her own and then however Ms. the Marvels picks up if you know i think they could have done like a peter parker thing when he saw tony getting beat up with the aliens in infinity war like oh let me get out this bus and help him out like versus you know <laughs> just have have kamala see our hero in a fight like i can help in the Marvels versus like whatever it is that they're trying to build up here
0: yeah yeah i yeah i do i do i agree um that like, I love the scenes of her and that's, you know, so we just got good news today about Jessica Jones is probably coming back because the daredevil plot will be that in echo will be that he's looking for Jessica. But like, that was a problem I had with Jessica Jones where I was like, I love this character so much. Like I almost wanted more one-off episodes (sighs) of like her getting hired to do like, uh, to do like detective work within the Marvel universe. Like that's like interesting to me. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, she's so dynamic and wonderful. And I kind of feel the way that way about our little miss Marvel. Like I, I like her doing teen shit. Like I like her, like going to school and like, you know, she, which boy is she going to pick? And like her, I like the superhero aspect, but I like it. Not as a wider, grander, like alien, whatever, who knows the clandestines. Like I like it as this teen girl who gets powers and is like in Jersey city. And like, going to school or going to mosque. And like, I, I like that. Isn't Bruno supposed to be
2: going to Caltech? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. What's happening
2: with Caltech? Uh, I guess Amara's yeah, like on his honeymoon, he's done. Right.
0: I, uh, so yeah, then the mother, her mother and her grandma have found her because the cousin informed her mom about uh, find my phone. And I was like, okay, now is when you tell her, this is why I pulled the fire alarm. Like you explain that to her. So she's not mad at you anymore. Um, but it did, we did breeze over it a little bit, right? Like I was, that's one of the things that bummed me out a little. Cause I kind of wanted her and her mom to have like a big sit down talk to me. Like every time you've been mad at me in the last few weeks or months, however much time has passed, like it has been because I've been like trying to save people, um, but I guess you you can be like, eh, she assumes, right? I guess.
3: Mm. Um, I, they have the conversation
0: in the car on the way back to the house. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I'd, I like those actors, the two actors who, all the family are so well cast. And so- mm-hmm. Kamala has really good moments with her mother. And I, I just think this could have been a really good moment with her mother where like, instead of her being like, you're the light girl, okay. um, Could have been like, is that why weird stuff's been happening? You know what I mean? I I would have like yeah. paused. This yeah.
2: contextualizes every conflict we've had for the past several weeks. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now I feel better. Okay, great. Um, but so we end on... Uh, so Cameron has gotten his mother's powers. He goes to hide out with Bruno. Um, and I don't think we had mentioned this before, but Bruno says his parents aren't around because um, that had been a question I had. I was like, does his family own this? Yeah, I was actually mm. thinking about the um, podcast
1: when we found it. Because I, th- I remember us thinking about when we first met him, I think either episode one or two, we was talking about right? his experience around because yeah. it, it didn't look like it. So, yeah. They talk about his uh, his grandma, like,
3: in episode one or two um where the mom's like oh this is for your grandma and like sends food
0: with them oh, okay okay i do remember uh the mom sending food with him i just didn't remember see so, i'm glad someone was paying attention <laughs> <laughs> um and then we kind of end on a weird cliffhanger i thought i totally thought when cameron sees him when when bruno sees cameron by the dumpster i was like oh no is he gonna like I thought maybe like because of the power transfer, he knew his mother had died, so he was like getting revenge. Um, and I was worried about that. And I'm glad that wasn't the case. Um yet. Yeah, I'm, yet, I'm yeah.
1: I was literally just about to say, I was about to say never say never. Because remember, he's <laughs> under the assumption his mother's still alive. He literally That's says true. to Bruno, she would never abandon me. So yeah. even, we don't even know what she completely did. did. Yeah. God. I <laughs> was going to do it one way or the other Had to be reminded yeah. she had a son by Kamala Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh right that's, I have the, a that's the
2: biggest hole in my Bazigar theory Is that he I think that he's going to be like Oh she wouldn't abandon me Sorry completely lost There's something he said that was counter to that um, That I don't think he would I think he would be feel betrayed by Najima Instead of want revenge on
0: Kamala mm. um, That's fair
2: yeah, we'll see. It could go yeah.
0: either way. It really could. yeah, and it ends so abruptly, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I it felt like it was like, oh, they were, they were just like, well, we hit that minute mark, we got to cut the episode. Uh there we <laughs> go. Um cuz it's like he sees a drone outside and the drone blowing up the bodega felt even for this like shady government organi- organization. That felt kind of uh Like, a lot? I don't know. I feel, like, stupid even saying that about the the government. Your name is literally Damage Control.
1: Right. How are you you doing that and you blowing up buildings? Are you not, (laughs) is your whole purpose not supposed to be to, like, not have the people seeing this? Like, if I gotta be worried about you destroying shit, I might as well, you might as well just let Thor be the one to do it. Here's my my conspiracy theory. That they blew that up because they followed Comran there
3: they know he's a, what do they call them? Like an enhanced individual. Mm-hmm. They need a reason to start uh-huh. investigating on one. So if they blow up the store and it's like, we followed the enhanced individual here, he blew up the store.
0: Uh-huh. Then
3: that gives them that jurisdiction. Cause it's like, he blows up their droid, not droid. Oh, my God. Their dro- drone. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's no record of what happened. They can right. just move in and we know they're, we know they're shaky like that. So. That's make, my conspiracy theory. I buy think your theory.
1: Control could be Cree. Ooh. Ooh. Because maybe. at this point, yeah. I'm just like, this is so suspect. Like At this point, I think by the time that the Marvels come
2: out, we're we're gonna just be like, by the time that the Marvels comes out, I think we're just gonna be like, everyone is Cree. Unless <laughs> I'm that's I, basically I what Secret Wars is.
1: That's basically what <laughs> Secret Wars is about, right? That the yeah, yeah. power yeah. may have been Cree the entire time. Um, but I'm just like watching their actions especially in this show they're not giving people who really are concerned about like you know we don't want regular people knowing about this or we don't want them getting hurt or because it's like who you know they this originally started with her at a cosplay contest or uh, AvengerCon, and she does a whole thing and they're like bring her in and i'm like do you there was a robbery down the block just now you're concerned about someone playing, you know, sparkles and going right. viral about it? So it's just like is it possible that this is cree and they're looking for people with abilities to right. use? You know, I'm I'm just I'm just trying cuz I'm like if this is really a government agency who truly is concerned about like helping in any way even if they're not like y'all have y'all are doing a piss poor fucking job with it. So <laughs>
2: you got to anchor it in reality somehow, you know? (laughs)
0: Um, I mean, well, then that tracks, right? (laughs) It's a government agency doing a piss-poor job. Well, then, all right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess we're at the end now. Um, Arazu, what was your favorite scene? My favorite scene,
3: I mentioned it um, a little earlier, was definitely um, Hassan and Aisha in the house um when she first comes over because it's (laughs) like romance is a big draw for me when it's done well I think Mm. a lot of times especially in in bigger yeah like Marvel media it's kind of just shoehorned in there because we need a love interest but like genuine romance genuine chemistry is always such a plus for me and that they let this moment kind of linger and be unabashedly romantic
0: yeah was not
3: something I was expecting
0: (laughs) so you you just like it pinpointed exactly why i never like romance in most of the marvel stuff because it really is like oh yeah they're a couple and you're just supposed to like go with it right yeah and like i
3: i as somebody who loves romance so much i'm like this is not what i want like (laughs) you're just telling me it's like all the energy of slamming two barbie dolls together i'm like that's (laughs) not romance but this was romance yeah hasan and aisha was romance
0: yeah. I, I was going to say
2: uh, to that end, Love and Thunder in theaters Friday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see it tonight after this recording. Uh, Promo, what was your favorite scene?
2: Uh, as usual, I'm going to be very biased towards <laughs> my entire history and uh, personhood, which is the introduction to Hassan when Aisha is running and she catches him in the village and he's giving that monologue about freedom. It's also, I was blown away by the opening montage with the actual speech from when partition mm-hmm. happened and the little history lesson, lesson which felt yeah. not shoehorned in, but just like appropriate and just enough yes. background. Yes, So I think that into seeing him and then seeing and hearing Fawad Khan again, just like you can also mm-hmm. like I personally like I can always tell when someone's not a native speaker of Hindi or Urdu in a show like this, like there have been mm-hmm. moments in previous episodes where someone's speaking and I'm like, okay, I'm going to let it slide. But like it sounded off to me. Mm-hmm. And we don't need to we don't need to fixate on it, but I noticed, yeah. Um, And just having him come in and be speaking just gorgeous, fluent Urdu, and doing a great job and acting (laughs) the hell out of it was such a treat. I'm so glad, and I hope that he breaks through and is in every single Hollywood thing now because he deserves it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Ashley, what was your favorite scene?
1: Uh, Baby Sana, um, like uh, walking on Miss Marvel's. Uh, powers, like yeah, and then the her her like disc turning into little things of light for her to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've been hearing about it, but like obviously, you know, like actually seeing it like, come right. to fruition. And that that child actress was, I, I don't know, I mean, they need to figure out how to just create an, 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 an Emmy for her specifically, she <laughs> deserves it. Um, but no, that that scene was really beautiful from an episode that you know deals with a pretty a tragic story, although also, you know, a love story, It it is dealing mm. with some events that have, that that actually happened, um, so to see that sort of, um, light, both figurative and literal, was like, it's like, wow, we've been hearing about this for five episodes now, and like, now it's like, to see that linkage, um, I think they did a good job of of bringing out all together.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think my favorite scene was Kamala meeting Aisha, um, I just, I liked that moment so much. And I liked her realizing it was her that actually saves her grandma. Like I, I love a full circle moment. Um, and this felt like, Oh, the series was lead this like more so than the conflict or the powers. Like this felt like this was what we were leading to for the series. It's like this moment of like full circle Ness of like, shit, we've been hearing about this the whole time. And like, I don't know that, that I think that's like really great storytelling. Um, what grade do we give this episode, Arzu? Despite my small critiques, A plus. From A plus,
2: <laughs> Proma? I guess incorporating the small critiques, A
0: minus.
1: I feel <laughs> bad about it,
0: <laughs> Ashley.
1: Um. Yeah, I'd probably go A minus if I'm being honest with you. If they did it end it the way that it did, and us having to know we have one episode to deal with that, I think I'd be more like confident in like oh this is coming together. But other than that, you know, small uh, those small critiques, I think the episode was overall definitely, in my opinion, the strongest so far. So
0: I would give it an A minus. Ashley, thank you for setting up exactly for me to be able to say, I feel the same way as Ashley does, because yeah, it's like <laughs> the fact that there's one episode left and I'm like, shit, wait, like we still like, we have to do the finale. and like, the, the, the emotional beats worked so well in this episode. And it's like, oh, but we still have one more episode and we have to wrap everything up. Oh, fuck. Um, that makes me go a minus, um, but yeah, I thought this episode was like truly fantastic. Um, if you all, Pfft, thank you. Wait, first, let me say thank you all for joining me. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening. Um, if you like Slayerfest ninety eight, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can find us on social media at Slayerfest x ninety eight. You can support us on Patreon. We're going through Harley Quinn season two and What If, but I have a. We just did a Stranger Things season four free to everyone Patreon episode. If you want to check that out, uh, we have Umbrella Academy and Obi One episodes coming up. And if you want to follow me, I am at Ian Carlos Arzu. Where can everyone find you on social media?
3: The best place to find me on social media is on Twitter at Arzu Amin. Um, You can find me around the web, uh, writing and editing at Collider. I also manage a website called the Geeky Waffle and host a Star Wars focused podcast on their network called Space Waffles.
0: Oh, nice, nice. Uh, Promo, where can everyone find you and your writing?
2: You can find me on Twitter. I'm PromoWhatUp, P-R-O-M-A WhatUp, just spelled normally, not like any cool, hip way. Um, I, my writing is all over IndieWire. I'm particularly on the nerdy like Marvel, Star Wars, Stranger Things, all of that beat. So you will definitely find me covering those types of things if that's what you're interested in. Um, I also have a production company called Lion Party Films. We make... Mm-hmm sketches uh comedy videos music videos dance videos really all kind of just videos if you like videos um (laughs) they're all sorry excuse me they're all created by south asian women produced written if like the talent often is south asian um so it's really cool check it out we're out there on youtube instagram etc we're we we have a very uh, minimal sad twitter presence so maybe not that
0: (laughs) Well, then people should follow you so you can have a larger following. Yeah, follow me and I'll point you to the right in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, thank you all. And next week, next week. Oh wait, Ashley. Yes, Ashley. Where did everyone find you? (laughs) Good lord. Um, (laughs) But to me, to be fair, they've heard it for what a
1: couple (laughs) months now. So it's like, what's different, right? Anyways, (laughs) Ashley K. Small's TikTok, Twitter. uh, Join Marble Fans Assemble. That's really the only thing I cared about to be promoting uh join my twitter community called marvel fans assemble um you could just look it up and you should be able to join um spoiler free until this weekend but if you're looking for a place to talk about love and thunder or obviously the new miss marvel episode um you can do that starting well you can talk about this marvel anytime there's no spo- spoiler ban there but love and thunder please come through on monday and it will we can talk everything because i have things to say but that's um <laughs> that's it
0: all right cool well we will see you naturally and i will see you all next week for the ms marvel finale bye everyone bye